Hello, and welcome to Batcast 66, the podcast where we watch every single episode of the 1966 Batman television series and uh, talk about each episode a lot. I'm Kendall. I'm Scott. Scott, how have you been? Been doing all right. You know, I've been enjoying this little experiment of ours. And I'm pretty excited about today's episode. Because in general, my favorite Batman villain is the Penguin. Uh, and this might be my favorite version of the Penguin. So uh, I think we should just probably just, no pun intended, just dive right in. Yeah, let's go for it. What's the name of today's episode? So today's episode's Fine Feathered Finks. Uh, it originally aired January 19th, 1966. Uh, written by Lorenzo Semple Jr. and directed by Robert Butler. And I think they did... The uh, the last pair of episodes, right? They, did. they also did last episodes, uh, High Diddle Riddle and Smack in the Middle. Um, and skipping ahead looks like next pair of episodes is a different writer and director team. So I'm excited to see how the uh, next pair differs because I feel like some things felt very, I mean, granted the show's going to have its, you know, own tropes and and stick to them. And we know that, but. I'm I'm interested what the uh, what the new pair will will bring, but I don't know. Kind of fun that we got the same guys for the first two storylines. Yeah, I wonder how much of a how much of a plan ahead of time before cameras started rolling that they they had. Uh, where like if maybe they because you know there's these are ep- mostly episodic. I mean each like each two part thing you kind of or you do have to watch back to back, but like there's no reason this this story couldn't have happened before the Riddler one last time. You know what I mean? Yeah. This one kind of seems like it could have, could have also gone first, you know? Yeah. They're both good introductions to like this version of Batman and its world. Let me hit you with a summary of this one and then we can get into it more specifically. Well, before we hit the summary of the episode, let's just talk about the Penguin real quick. What was your introduction to the Penguin? Was it the 66 movie? The I honestly series. don't know. I almost want to say it was a, the new Scooby-Doo movies, but it probably was this version of the Penguin. But like, they're very kind of similar in style and tone, you know, like ones from like the Super Friends or like, like that era of Batman cartoons. Yeah, I want to say that era of Batman cartoons, like... I think that's my introduction to Batman in general, but I can't separate if it was from if it was this series or like one of those series specifically, I definitely remember there was a block on TV. I don't remember, don't ask me remember what channel, what year, where like they would play like Batman and like the old Incredible Hulk and like a, a couple of these things as a block. And I used to catch that. Like the old Incredible Hulk, you mean that like really crappy cartoon that like? No, I mean the like Lou Ferrigno Hulk. Oh, okay, okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? That well, like, they're, they're like basically comic panels. They barely move. Yeah. Oh, God. There was a Hulk, Captain America, Iron Man. Was there Fantastic Four too? Or? I think there was a Fantastic Four in that style. But then there was like other like Fantastic Four cartoons. I remember watching those about the same time as like the Super Friends and like Spider-Man and his amazing friends and stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, yeah. I guess we can just dive right in. Yeah, I think that's just like a penguin. We should just dive in. Oh, shoot. You said that. I stole your pun. I'm sorry. It's fine. There's plenty of them to go around. They don't limit themselves to penguin stuff. They limit themselves just to birds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I <laughs> love <is> great. it. <laughs> All right. Where do we start out? Well, so it starts out, and my first note is, oh, the penguin's theme is he has a special theme song in the series, and it's awesome. 
I do love his his theme. But uh, what starts us off is a uh, a couple of goons roll out of a uh, out of a car in front of like a museum or something. It's a jewelry store. That's called what it is. House yeah. of Alibaba, right before yeah. their grand opening at nine a.m. Yeah, and they just roll out and just be like free umbrellas uh have an umbrella like, win a prize or something and then everyone just takes a ton of these umbrellas and goes in and like that's really weird i guess people always want something for free well as we learn later in this episode it might rain a lot in gotham but we'll get into that when they start talking about certain bizarre things but uh yeah so they all take everyone takes like 30 umbrellas or something they go into the the store and one of the managers is like, that's really weird. And the other one's like, yeah, that's something's up. Yeah, then, he says yeah, he yeah. smells a hoax. And it's just super theatrical. I I wonder if that guy was somebody. Like, a was that like a special cameo or something? I have no idea. It seemed really odd. And like there was some kind of bit or something more to that character. Yeah. He just never comes back. It's just, just one scene and he's done. I think he's just a 60s actor. I, I wouldn't know. I didn't recognize him from anything. My thought when the scene, because uh, all of a sudden they all open up and start making like crazy sounds and like gas and stuff. My first thought when seeing that was like, that's a lot of bad luck. Because, you know, it's bad luck to open mm-hmm. umbrella indoors. Yeah. But uh, it's, yeah, it seems to create a lot of confusion. So then we cut to the cops and they're like, this has all the markings of the penguin, but like, Nothing was stolen. It was really weird. So the the cops, I didn't write down anything they said. I, I wish I did. I'm going to start doing it maybe because yeah. like they are good for absolutely nothing except like giving criminals like crazy like, like <laughs> Yeah. So I wrote for my note for the scene is You'd think there'd be more of an alert when supervillains go free because they just found out the penguin like made parole. And it's like, he's obviously a supervillain that the cops can't handle because they have to call in their special agent, Batman. Pretty wild that they can't handle him. Yeah, I feel like... He's just too smart? I guess. So his plan makes no sense and like it makes no sense on purpose and that's kind of interesting. Yeah, kind of similar to the Riddler's plan, honestly. Not not in any execution or I guess it's just like both of their plans are like very unconventional. I don't know. The Riddler's was conventional for the Riddler, where like he has this thing show up and there's like a riddle and that's what kind of kicks off his plan for Batman. Yeah, but I mean, the whole like suing Batman and like, oh, I'm not really doing anything evil. Yeah. Riddler and Penguin kind of similar sticks in that way. Well, all right. So comparing that that plan and this plan, I think the Penguins makes a lot more sense and is consistently followed through on. Whereas like the lawsuit thing is dropped pretty quick in the Riddler plan, which is disappointing because that's an interesting angle. Yeah. I guess you don't want your series opener to be a, a law law and order episode or something but yeah, uh, that's why i thought that was a weird plan to begin with because like that's a cool idea just like in general for a batman story uh so yeah so you know they're like well we need to call batman and i really like like i called him a secret agent i like that it's when things get too tough and like you can't handle it like you call him batman he's like the 18 and like yeah. i think i think that's a really cool take on batman it is cool yeah. um 
so yeah, they call Batman and uh, the phone rings at Wayne Manor. Mm -hmm. Alfred answers again. And uh, we cut to Bruce and Dick. Dick is practicing his French. (laughs) He just can't get it. And he's so frustrated. And then Batman has to explain to him like, hey, language is is the key to world peace. Once we can understand each other. I'm like, damn, this Batman is deep. Yeah, he's like, you know, maybe the maybe war will be over if we could all just talk to each other. I love how optimistic this Batman is. I know what the next 60 years of history brings. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't quite work out like that, but not for lack of trying, I guess, if well, this world. Did you learn French, Scott? I didn't. You know, we we learned Spanish in Spanish class in high school together. Yeah. And then I, I, I barely remember any of it. You don't use it, you lose it. Exactly. The dynamic duo spring into action. We get some stock footage and all of a sudden they're at the... I guess that's Commissioner Gordon's office, right? I'd suppose so. Yeah. You know, there's no mystery who's behind the crime. Keeping theme with Batman's optimism, uh, his overwhelming optimism. Yeah. uh, He's like, oh, you know, maybe this is just one big practical joke. And maybe he's reformed and this isn't, you know, I, I, I wrote that Batman has more faith in the pr- more faith in the prison system than I do. I wish it worked like that where you could go to like you give you serve your time and then like you can kind of reintegrate back in society. But that's not how it generally works all the time. But that's a bigger subject to tackle than we can. I mean, clearly, we know the Penguin has not reformed. And by all accounts, we'll get to it in a sec, but like the police and stuff should know the Penguin has not reformed. And it's insane that they don't know this. Yeah. So Batman has a lot of questions and an interesting bit. Commissioner Gordon's like, oh, I anticipated you would have all these questions. So I called the warden over in advance. Uh, And I was just like, oh, like, maybe you're not completely useless. Well, I assume, yes, I say, because I assume the police in this universe deal with like regular crimes and then just they just call in Batman for like super villains. Yeah, so, but we, we only see the interesting stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we got a uh, Warden Crichton. Yeah, it made me think about Jurassic Park and Michael Crichton. Warden Crichton, mm-hmm. uh, who may or may not have some dinosaurs in a secret lab. Yeah, we don't know yet. We don't know. He's one of them. They're progressive wardens. Uh, yeah, I just write about write that down. <laughs> I don't know if there was anything deeper meant by his odd prison system, I guess, but uh, he has a videotape of the penguin in a special cell. And like along with one of his goons. Yeah. And they're just hanging out. They get to wear their own clothes. Well, it, there is actually some logic to that where it's like, I kind of let them get back into their own clothes so that they can kind of like get back to like, like what they're going to be like and like can kind of ease back out into the regular system. I mean, granted, his goon wears, like, one of those, like, bank robber masks and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. But they're sitting there just talking about, like, I need to come up with my best criminal scheme yet and all of these things when he gets out of prison. I'm like, does nobody watch this video? Like, it seems like they're watching it for the first time now. After yeah. After it's already been released. Yeah. So the Penguin, like, paces back and forth. He's upset because... His whole sentence in prison was a waste in his eyes because he could not come up with a scheme. Uh, I also wrote a, it, the jail has some nice camera angles to it because there's definitely different cameras. 
Of course, every and, and there's no and there's there's also no color. So you know, which color TVs were still pretty rare at this time. So I thought that was interesting because you could have been what this show could have been on a black and white television, depending on what you had. Yeah, that's true. The goon posits uh, just a random thought where he's like, "Dang, wouldn't it be great if Batman was on our side?" Yeah, and that gives Penguin a brilliant idea, but we don't get to see what it is because he's noticed that he's being filmed. And, he, and I wrote earlier that when this thing started, that Big Brother's in jail. But then Penguin said Big Brother, and I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, he destroys that before he can, like, review because he gets inspired by that Batman being on their side thing, and he destroys the uh, camera. Batman kind of calls out, like, well, obviously he's up to no good. Uh, and then they try to figure out what's going on with the umbrellas and it's stumping everybody. Yeah, so they're looking for they're looking for some uh, umbrella companies, and they're stumped because three new umbrella factories have opened, but none of them are none of them are in the penguins' name. So, a do they know the penguins' real name? Because I think they're looking for the penguin. And two, three I wrote three umbrella factories. How much does it rain in Gotham City? I can't even fathom needing one really. You know, maybe they they export, I'm sure, just because there's a factory in Gotham City. Oh, yeah, of course. But do they need three of them? Hey. The umbrella manufacturing capital of the world. Maybe. Everyone's got to have something. The, they, the, uh, the police didn't even think to look into new umbrella factories as like a lead after the Penguin and his crazy umbrella things were happening. Like I said, they're in <laughs> So they're... Reading the names of who does own the newly established umbrella factories, and they find uh, one is owned by a KG bird. Yep, I love it. I so love great, it so much. <laughs> Reminds me of the movie, and he bought a submarine under PN Gwyn. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I, lo- I love. I'm that wondering stuff. if that's just going to be a shtick. That, that's cool. I wonder if he's not actually like Oswald Chesterfield Cobblepot in this universe. Or maybe he is and he just keeps using You just gave that name up. Yeah. It really feels like they're all, none of them have a, a name. Yeah. Maybe they've all just gone insane and they're just the supervillain that they are. Yeah. I mean, they didn't call the Riddler Edward Bigma, did they? No. I doubt they will. I wonder if they would have if they went to court. Because that right. had to, would have to reveal to use Bruce Wayne. Who knows? Man, that's so disappointing. Oh, whatever. It's fine. I just really want to see that story. <laughs> we cut to the penguin's lair, I believe, and we find out his plot. He doesn't have one. Yeah. His, so, the, so his whole scheme in this story is kind of stupid, but it's kind of amazing. And it's very entertaining regardless. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Because he's like, oh, Batman will come up with like my plot and tell like, like what we're going to steal and how we're going to do it for me. And I'm like, how does that make sense? Eventually it does. But like right now, I'm like, what? Between these two scenes at police headquarters and the Penguin's umbrella factory, uh, which is just an umbrella shop, I think. Well, there's like a, a manufacturing part of it. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. But it does have a storefront. It has a storefront. You can just go in and buy umbrellas. Yeah. 
But uh, one thing I noticed is everyone labels everything in this. I did notice that too, because yeah, everything in his lair is labeled just like Batman's. Yeah, and in police headquarters, it's like closed circuit television is labeled, but like, yeah, it's the TV in the office. Of course, that's what it is. I love that Penguin's like this, his lair part of his like shop is like got like elevator to umbrella factory, like is a big thing. And like he's got all of his like carrier pigeons and they have like little in and out spots. It's well, kind of fun. Yeah, his elevator kind of mirrors the bat poles because the yeah, it does, yeah. The sign reads like secret elevator to umbrella factory. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was really cool. And yeah, this is just a really weird that's definitely more interesting than Riddler's lair, which was just like in a, like an abandoned subway station or something. I mean, subway stations are cool, but yeah, this had a lot more going on. Yeah, this was, this was a lot more like penguin person. Like there's penguin clocks, like all these penguin things. So Batman and Robin pay a visit to KG Bird's umbrella store. So before Batman and Robin get there, they're obviously driving in the Batmobile and they have to use a thing called the Bat Turn. Yeah, they used that last week. Did they use that? I don't remember, but it's amazing. Oh yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, love they used it last week. You pull and you Batman wheel just spins. It's pretty sick in a that pretty a, in pretty great. seamless effect. Yeah, seamless. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they get there and we get the first meeting between Batman and the Penguin, and the energy is really great in this scene. I don't know what it is. That, that's that might be partially why I like the Penguin so much. It's just like. Burgess Meredith like knows how to play this character with how like Adam West and Burt Ward are playing their characters. And it's just fun. It's fun, but also like, I don't know. They really feel on the same level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, Penguin's plan is so stupid in this, but like, yeah. I think he could outwit Batman. Like he just- kind of does here. Cause like Batman's like, listen, we know all of these things and we know what you're doing. He's like, what proof do you have? And then he uses the gun logic where it's like, once the umbrellas leave my factory, what I, what uh, what happens with them has nothing to do with me. And then they turn to each other and they're like, yeah, Durant, he's right. We do have nothing on him. Yeah, uh, but it's so weird because in the very next scene, yeah. we get something. Yeah, of course. So yeah, the penguin has a rocket launcher, but instead of shooting rockets, it shoots really large umbrellas. Yeah. This delivery method to get because ultimately they're trying to get a regular size umbrella to Batman, and this seems like way over the top. Yeah, so I was also thinking for this show, but I was also thinking about this too, because like to get an umbrella factory and all of these like things manufactured, Penguin had to have like a decent amount, like a decent nest egg to begin with. It's like, what does he need to keep stealing things for? All these criminals are just sick and they just want to keep it going. Yeah. I guess if that's your hobby. Yeah. And maybe, you know, it's all on credit. Yeah. You know, maybe that's why he keeps coming up with aliases so he can open up new lines of credit. Yeah. Makes perfect sense to me. This one's Um, for KG Bird and like, you know. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, that's canon. All right. All right. We figured it out. We got it. So, yeah. uh, The goon also, Penguin's three goons are all, all have like, bird related names yeah there's it's hawkeye sparrow and i don't remember the other one swoop swoop all right but yeah so one of i mean they're all interchangeable 
they're all like the same guy, basically. Yeah. They fire a large umbrella and it falls in front of the Batmobile, blocks up traffic. Attached to it is a small umbrella. Yeah, like um, up at the top, because the umbrella is upside down. And then up at the top at the handles, like hanging a regular size umbrella. Yeah, I like that Batman has like Robin do like crowd control and stuff. Like I thought that was, I didn't think they would do things like that in the show. Like it's great. Yeah. Yeah. He has like a bat megaphone. Yeah. Clear the area. Oh, it's well, so... the way he does it would definitely incite a panic because it's like it's he's like it might explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> But, you know, I feel like at this point, they should have just turned right around and been like, okay, like... We just saw you launch this giant thing. <laughs> there's nothing... There's <laughs> nothing you can say. You're just under arrest, dude. Uh, but that's not what happens. Uh, you know, yeah. instead, Batman climbs to the to the handle of the giant umbrella, gets the smaller umbrella, and they... It, it was uh, fun to see them use the bat rope gag to go up like a little umbrella thing. Instead of up the side of a building. Yeah, yeah. Batman or Robin has to like steady the keep umbrella. It steady yeah. while Batman climbs up it. I, that's one of my favorite things is them doing the rope thing. Oh, we we get so much rope in this yeah. two-parter. I know I'm stoked. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, anyway, anyway, Batman gets the umbrella, comes back down. Uh they see it's like a bat umbrella, like on the handles, like engraved to Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> And like the umbrella, like even though it keeps everyone keeps calling it a bat umbrella, like it doesn't have like bat stuff on it. It's like made of like a bunch of different colors and things, and seems yeah. to have like no purpose. So yeah, they take it back to the bat cave to like analyze it. And when they get there, this made me so mad because of the last episode. Like Alfred's cleaning their big nuclear reactor, and they're like, "Alfred, be careful! It's the big nuclear reactor." He's like, "Oh, I have the safety lock on." It's like. Why would anyone ever turn that off? Like, why was that off? And then that woman was able to just run up and die. I mean, Mo- Molly the Mole, she she would have turned the safety lock off even if it was on. Uh, yeah, to be fair, she seemed to be, that seemed to be her plan. Yeah, she was like, I'm jumping in this thing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought that was pretty funny too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they can't figure out this damn umbrella. Yeah, they're taking it apart and they're like running it through all kinds of different analyses and stuff. Yeah, as far as no, they can tell, it's just a normal umbrella. You know, no hidden writing. Yeah, there's no like hidden messages on it. I guess it's just a normal umbrella and it'll never be brought up again. How do From... they, the, they get the idea? There's the, their idea of plan is to like then bug the KG Bird and Sons or whatever it's called, like shop the storefront of it. Because they open up a drawer and it's just like, Full of like rubber animals that are like listening devices. Robin says something and I think gives the gives Batman the idea. Okay. But yeah, so we get to see uh, a little undercover action going down. Yeah, I love that they're like, well, we can't go in as Batman and Robin. And so like Batman's like, well, I can go in as Bruce Wayne. And I thought that was pretty cool that we get to have like a scene of Adam West as Bruce Wayne, like have to interact with the penguin and do like some covert shit. Yeah, I'm into that, you know. Yeah. I, I like seeing Adam West's face. He goes in and he has an umbrella that belonged to his late father. I'm just surprised once again that we get a mention of the, well, in this case, just one parent. Yeah, but well, they did mention like his parents died, like I think twice already. 
Yeah. Uh, so Penguin takes a look at it and I thought it was a nice little character beat that he like really admired this umbrella. Um, yeah, he's obviously into that stuff. So I wanted to bring this up while we're talking about the Penguin and umbrellas. I was going to do some research and I just, I just couldn't get a chance to do it uh, before we did this. And I was trying to think like, what's the deal with the Penguin and umbrellas? Because it's got nothing to do with being a Penguin. So my theory, and I could be wrong, I didn't do any research into this, is like he kind of dresses like an old-timey like aristocrat, or like umbrella's like a weird status symbol at some point. We can do some research before our next episode. Yeah, I I was thinking about that, and I was like, that might be interesting, because that's just like a weird like relic then. Like it's such a part of that character's like general like motif that I can't imagine... Like them really doing like a classic Batman thing without it. I mean, granted, we got like he didn't use one in the Batman, but like he might have had a regular umbrella because it rained like 90% of that movie. Just just the thought I've been having. I think this scene's what made me think about it. Because I was like, to me, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he would be into umbrellas because he does all these umbrella things. And I was like, oh, yeah, why is he so into umbrellas? Because it's like it's incongruous with like the bird penguin stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it is pretty weird. Like Danny DeVito's penguin, did he use umbrellas? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I thought so, but like he lived in the sewer and was like weird. Why did? Yeah, I mean he was he, just he, weird. He like he didn't go for like this look. You know what I mean? So if that that might blow up that theory I have. Well, I mean Tim Burton didn't create the penguin. You know what I mean? Well, he didn't, but he didn't have to like adapt that part because he like changed him up a lot. Yeah, but I think like he made him like a weird mutant. Yeah, but the umbrellas. The umbrellas are cool. Like Tim Burton used them very well. Like one was a helicopter. Yeah. One was a flamethrower. I mean, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of Batman Returns, but so I, I don't remember it. It's been a long time since I watched it. Well, you heard it here, folks. Scott hates Batman Returns. It's the second worst of those movies, in my opinion. My my third favorite, if that makes sense. Because like I, I do like Batman and Robin. I do think Batman Returns is a better movie. Um, I think I'm with you. If we're if we're talking about those four movies, it's Batman, Batman and Robin, Batman, Batman Returns, Returns, and then Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we're talking those four movies, that's my ranking as well. Yeah. Back to the 60s. While the Penguin is looking over this umbrella, Bruce plants the bug. Well, it's an arachnoid. Arachnid whatever (laughs) yeah it's a little spider immediately an alarm goes off yeah net drops from the ceiling yep capturing bruce and says good thing i had my anti-bugging machine well what was what's kind of cool about so he knocks him out with like his crazy umbrella like knockout gas and like he does not recognize bruce wayne so they're like he must be from some one of the rival umbrella factories trying to learn our secrets so like, well, just kill him. And then they throw him on a conveyor belt into like a furnace. I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, granted, like Bruce Wayne's like a really famous public figure. So it's a little weird that he didn't know him, like recognize him. But like, it's also relatively realistic. Like I probably wouldn't recognize every like rich dude if they walked into our store. Makes sense to me. I, I do think it was fun. The whole corporate yeah. espionage angle. Yeah, and also was like, oh yeah, the penguin would probably worry about other things beyond just Batman. Yeah. Like it implies like a bigger world, and that's kind of cool. Like it's a small thing, you know? Well, and it's just like 
So like the fact that he was manning the shop to begin with. Because he's trying to run that as like a legit business too. I th- it seems that way. And he's I mean, why not, corporate right? espionage. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty cool. And that he was so worried about corporate espionage that he like had an anti-bugging machine. Yeah. Which probably, you know. Well, it's probably it's obviously useful for anti-Batman stuff too. So I think that goes into a little bit of why like I like the Penguin as much as I do. Because he's not just like a guy who's just going to fight Batman. Like he has businesses and kind of like works in like the gray areas of the law. So like, you know, in, in later iterations, like, you know, the Iceberg Lounge stuff like that. I think that's an interesting part. Like you need to have something like that in like the Batman's world. And like, he's kind of a fun, like, cause he still gets to play with like the goofy over the top supervillains like shtick, but like can also do like more grounded, like mob bossy kind of things. And yeah. I think, I think that's funny. He's a very malleable character like that. Yeah. And in, and in this, he's, He's still a crazy lunatic supervillain. Yeah, I mean, this but, one definitely leans way heavier into the supervillain part of it. But yeah, but it really feels like he's just like, you know, I just want an umbrella shot. Yeah. It's cool. I, I'm into it and I support your dreams, Penguin. When you do what you love. You never work a day in your life, right? Yep. Someone said that. Yeah. So Bruce Wayne is covered in a net and on a conveyor belt heading heading right to the furnace so they kind of tie him up and the goons are like chitting and chatting and they're like man this would be so much better if this was batman whoever this guy is (laughs) yeah and i was just like oh if they only knew if only they knew oh yeah so bruce is heading towards the furnace the narrator chimes in we've already reached the end of the episode yeah that's a what a cliffhanger yeah, so what do you think's going to happen, Scott? I don't know. I hope he gets out of it. Uh, but, like, I'll be honest with you, I think this is a better setup than the Riddler one. I don't know I don't know what it is, but I think it's, it's a little bit more focused, even though Penguin's plan is, I think, a lot more, like, abstract than Riddler's was. But, like, I, I don't know. I think it's just, I, I just like this version of this character better. I thought it was more entertaining. Yeah, if we're talking about our overall like thoughts on the episode, yeah, I yeah, thought this I mean, was a more interesting cliffhanger. Oh, more interesting cliffhanger, and yeah, I, I get what you mean by more focused. Like the henchmen or their penguins henchmen, like no doubt about it. Yeah, they're not this other random gang. He just kind of like inserted himself into. Yeah, like it. Like even though like they kind of explain like the penguins' plan is no plan. They still imply he's working towards something. And like, it's got a weird mystery that Batman's trying to unravel that you are also trying to unravel as a, a viewer. And I think that's more compelling. Yeah. I mean, granted, Batman doesn't dance in this. So like, that's something the other one has over it. Yeah. I mean, I like them both. Oh, I'm not. I, I liked the Riddler one too. I just, you know, now it's kind of hard. Like as we're watching these, it's kind of hard not to sort of start comparing things. No, that's true. So... Yeah, I guess we'll we'll see if Batman can get out of this one. Yeah, I guess we'll uh we'll sign off and see you guys uh next week. Same uh bat time or same pod time, same pod channel, right? Catch you next week. Yeah.